0: Now, blunt
1: talk. Blunt talk episode eleven. Welcome back. Welcome back. This is Joey. It's Doc J. I'm here with your man, as usual, Jordan. Jordan, talk to the people real quick. This is Jordan, aka the Water Boy. And I'm still thinking that's a mace song. I'm <laughs> um, Still, the first thing I think, welcome back to the Maystorm. But as you heard my man said, it's winning 11 time, Blunt Talk, episode 11, and we back. A little bit of a busy weekend right here. Uh, NBA playoffs was all around. You know, yes. they those just kicked off. Second season. NHL playoffs kicked off earlier in the last week. Come on, Rangers, we still got time. The Yankees are still going down. Yeah, what a difference a week makes. <laughs> right on. Seven game win streak going on eight tonight. Besides that, I got a little bit of news for you, a little bit of Giants news, a little bit of NFL news as well. And of course, as the world turns with the Knicks. Oh, man. All that much, much more on this episode of Blunt Talk. I'm so damn disgusted! that this damn Phil Jackson is still in New York City. I don't even know what to do with myself, Max Kellerman. I don't know what
2: I would do to Phil Jackson if he showed his face. This man is a disgrace because he's sabotaging
1: the Knicks. He's throwing everything away. You see the coaches he's hired, and nobody says anything. The players, the players, the players, the contract for Jokey Noah and Derrick Rose trade and Melo.
2: What about the damn coaches for crying out loud? He still got Kurt Rambis on there, who I like, but is hated by all the players. They can't stand the man, okay, and still He's there. This is a disgrace and somebody needs to do something about Phil Jackson right now. Get him the hell out of New York
1: So as you know the NBA playoffs started off uh, this weekend uh, Actually some great games across the board. We gonna go through them all. but well, first we're gonna start in the East and we're going to start with maybe the biggest upset of the playoffs as a whole so far. I mean, it is an upset just because Toronto loses game one to the Bucs. They're the home team. Been in the playoffs past few years. It seems that they got over some of their demons. Eastern Conference Finals last year. And they had no work for Milwaukee. None. More specifically, they had no work for Greek Freaks. Giannis to Adetok- Nope. Not going to do it. Giannis and Antetokounmpo. I got you, bro. Well, he said he was the best player on the court. He was. And... You see that game to game, but then when you're going to the playoffs, it's going to be a series. That one guy that's better than everyone, he's going to stick out like a sore thumb. They had a strong lead, but that little block for the exclamation point DeMar DeRozan towards the end mm. just kind of sent a statement like, all right, this is mine. It was a statement. The first half, of the game was close. It was, it was what, three-point game or something like that? It was 50-something, 50 50-something. 50 Greek Freak was showing out, had a couple of jams in the beginning. Serge Ibaka had a big flush. Greg Mob was all of a sudden useful again. They were going to trade him last year. He helps. Moose is in there. Yeah. Moose is in there for good. And Malcolm Brogdon's out there. He out. He literally outplayed Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry off to the same historic bad starts in the play. I don't know what it is, 0 for man. for 6 from 3, uh, 4 points in the game. Just historically bad shooting in the playoffs. He, like, does that all the time. But let me ask you a question. Were you surprised? I can't say that I was. I really can't say that I was. Here's here's the thing. How I uh, kind of prefaced it going into it, I didn't see anybody as a threat to the Cavs, but I did just imagine, you know,
0: the Raptors. Rap-
1: yeah, the Raptors. I, I not so much with the Celtics, but the Raptors. I felt like they would be that second team because they've been there, because they have a little bit of experience. Mm-hmm. But when you the game tips off and you're watching the best player for the for the uh, in the entire game. Is playing for the opposition. Giannis showed that right from the output. This guy just had his hands on on every single play, and Demar Derozan had a good game, very good game. He did. Um, and that's what it was. You know, you might have thought Demar Derozan would have held that best player title coming in, but Greek Freak looked very Lebron, young Lebronish on his impact on the game. I mean, he was pounding the paint. 13 for 18. High high efficiency high shots getting to the rim. Pounding the paint. And I remember at first he struggled, but then they, they kept they kept backing up off him on that second corner. He started pulling that mid-range. Like, you going to get that to me? You going to get it to me? Which I love because everyone take threes. Like, a bucket is a bucket. It's still going to put pressure on that team. So he took what they gave him. He started hitting that jumper, made him come a little bit, and it was curtains after that. I mean, when I seen that dude's... Hands on the rim and feet on the floor, <laughs> feet at, the on the floor at the same time. Feet on the floor at the same time. That's how I knew something special was going down, or somebody special was on the court. I tell you, that's crazy. That's, that's like advanced basketball yoga. How you got hands on the rim and toes on the floor? That's like Wilt and Yao Ming going. People doing that, but you moving a whole lot faster with handle. And oh man, it's crazy stuff. Crazy stuff going on. Yeah, so I mean that that series could still obviously go either way. For Milwaukee, I feel like they came into it. They're still young. They missed playoffs last year. Jabari Parker's out again. Oh, man. Their their whole thing is to put the league on notice. Like, some of these guys in the East, mainly LeBron James, Kyle Lowry, and the Raptors, you know, you don't know how long their run's going to be, especially Milwaukee's already pushing them. But this team is so young. And when they're going to be at full strength, when they're going to be at full strength in the next two, three years, they could, you know, be fighting for that that. Representation of the East every single year. The way we've seen from it most recently, the Cavs. Before that was Miami. Before that was Boston. Before that was Detroit. I, th- I think you're totally right. Best player is 22. Your other best player, Jabari Parker, is what 23. It's a young team. It's a hungry team, and you know we we kind of mentioned them before. They was a dangerous team because when you got size and you got ability in the playoffs, you got always a chance. They got a ton of length. And that was Toronto's Achilles heel. They tried to salvage some length with a Serge Ibaka pickup. And whoever Nogueira is on the court. I just <laughs> thought of some random Brazilian names. P.J. Tucker was a good pickup, but the thing is, P.J. Tucker is a hard body three that they got for LeBron. Right. P.J. Tucker can't really he guard— solve pa- your problem. He can't guard Paul George great, and he's not going to be great against Giannis either. Word. Game two of that is— No, we'll be looking forward to game two of the bucks raps, but— um. Right now, how you feeling about who's taking that series? It's it's still early on. I'm gonna imagine the Raptors prevail because I don't think Kyle Lowry's gonna suck for another series, or another game at least. I, I, he might be bad. He might be bad the whole <laughs> I series. Like I'm, I'm really hoping not because this is a guy that's turned himself from, you know, seventh man on the bench to Eastern Conference All Star starter. Right. So you would think he's he's figured it out. He can turn it up. He knows what it has to has to get to. He had some run when he came back from that injury, but I don't think that was any reason why he got shut down like that. And maybe that's nerves. I hope not. <laughs> I mean, you're right. You definitely got to give Kyle Lowry an All Star benefit of the doubt. But with that said, even still, you got a bunch of hungry, you know, quote unquote, dumb. Young guys is ready to get it, and that's a dangerous time anywhere. So yeah, if they get confident, I think if the Bucks take this next game, they're winning at five. Anything after that, I think would be a longer series. The Six, reason say games, so, I say so, I think if they win the second one, they might only give up another one. Mm. The thing is, their expectations, but probably, you know, not as high. Everyone wants to win a championship, but the reasonably, from where they were last year, can't be as high as where Toronto's were. Once they feel less weight, and then they got you know. A two game advantage, <laughs> they gotta come out and try to just get them out of there. Right, they leader got the right attitude and shout to Jason Kidd. He doing a great job over there. We gonna keep it on uh, the East and go with the other side of the last year's conference finals in the East, which is the Cavs and facing the Pacers. And you got a little LeBron and Paul George going at it. They got right to it. They got they, get- they got right to it. I love to see superstars battle each other directly. I mean, what what more can you say about an opening game to a series? Cleveland looked like they were going to run away with it. Indiana battled back the whole time and had had a chance. Ball in their hands with five seconds left. That's as good as the first game you'll see against the LeBron James team. Especially as a 1-8 matchup. That's a 2-7. That's a 2-7. 2-7. Right. I'm, I'm so used to LeBron and being the one. But, <laughs> right, but with a 2-7 matchup, that's the best you can hope for. That's you playing them stout. And I think, I mean, we'll get into the Blazers later, but that's just the example. And we'll get into the Celtics, Bulls later as well. The parody is a lot closer to what the goal is now. Like all these teams in this playoff is dangerous. They all got superstars. They already. Paul George showed out. He dropped twenty nine. I mean, I think he should have got that last shot. But CJ Miles had a good look. LeBron, yeah, I mean, the Cavs played great defense to make sure he uh, Paul George didn't get that look. The thing about that game, even though it's close, Kyrie shot terrible. He did. He had I think twenty four points on twenty six shots. Right. He had he had twenty three, and he was like nine for twenty six on some AI numbers, and. LeBron had a 32 and 13, he had the best game of the opening weekend game score wise. I, I throw a little analytic in you in there for you. Game score wise, he had the best score um, followed by Kawhi and James Harden. But if Kyrie hits, that game is a 20 point blowout, as you've seen tonight. Yeah. So it's still early to call it, but the Cavs is. So, <laughs> so is it this on. not a sweep coming up? I can see it being a sweep. I I can see every game being within 10 points. I mean, I don't think the Cavs is going to come blow the doors off of him. Paul George, he's trying to put everyone back on notice. Like, I'm I'm fully back from this injury. And he is. He is. He he tried to dunk on Kevin Love earlier tonight. I mean, we throw some highlights. He just there. he just need help, though. Exactly. Lance Stevenson right now is like the second most effective player on the right. floor. He was without a job for 80% he of the year. He picked him up the, the second to last week in the season. Monta Ellis, I mean, he's still solid. He played a solid game one, but... And I was always disappointed with Jeff Teague's play this year on that team. You thought in the beginning the pace was gonna be a little more effective there, but I think Jeff Teague really, I mean, he's a system point guard. So I think he just needs the right system. Like he like a Tony Parker type. You put him in the right pick and roll situation, he's gonna kill you. I feel like Atlanta knew, you know, what his upside right. was, which is why they're willing to roll the dice. And look at And, and look if you at look at and Schro- Schroeder. Hey, yeah, look at Schroeder Schroeder's thriving in in Atlanta, and then even George Hill, who got shipped out. He was huge for the Jazz this year. Right. I think George Hill's got a different kind of toughness, though, that they lost. Yeah. George Hill got play as, as, as a, play, a playoff tested guy that you would want going against Kyrie Irving. I think Jeff Teague is a nice guy. Like, he'll pick up everybody's Chick fil A behind him or something like that. You know, <laughs> hey, take the next five cars. Like, you know, he's cool, but, you know, definitely at this point, I think he's a system point guard. I don't think this series is going much more than five. Game two update. It's a 20 point lead still. 5.30 left in the fourth quarter Kaz up 109-96 it's, 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 it's over pretty much, pretty much a wrap they closed the gap a little bit but I think we on the way to a 4-5 or five game series LeBron if he wins this will be 20 straight 19 straight I'm sorry about that in the first round of wins he hasn't lost in years. First round, I mean, it's that's rush. light work for him. He More and more. hasn't had time for it. As we get on in time, we're seeing these the, little— Those accolades are growth. A lot of little growing. things that people said, LeBron don't have this, LeBron don't have that. Yes. And some of them are just longevity, but Let's sustained excellence combined with <laughs> longevity will have you breaking records. <laughs> it'll, it'll have you breaking records that you don't have yet. Not to mention the ones you already got. I, I had uh, uh, a— <laughs> Cousin of mine's a big Lakers fan, big Kobe's, Kobe fan specifically. He sent me a graphic, and it was talking about most uh most points scored in the playoffs. And it was Karl Malone, Kobe, and MJ. And LeBron's now on that list. And he said, yeah, but he hasn't had the rings. I had to remind him, Karl Malone don't got no rings. <laughs> like Man. LeBron's got three. Let's, let's let his career finish. Let him rap. So, you know, we summed up the Bucks, Raps, cash patience. When we come back, we're going to bring you that Wizards. Hawks tilt, as well as we're going to talk about Isaiah Thomas's performance in Boston against Chicago. Jigga, chigga, Bigga, Bigga, how, you figure, how you figure? Yeah, 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 hey, yo, peak the style in the way the cap sweaters. Uh-huh. The number one question is can the feds get us? Uh-huh. I got vendettas and dice games
2: against uh-huh. bad and pump wheels and drive jettas. Take that with you, ya. hit your back split ya. Uh-huh. A fist, fights, and lame scuffles uh. Pillowcase to your face, make the shell muffle Shoot your daughter in the calf muscle A tussle, nickel plated Sprinkle coke on the floor, make it drug-related Most hated uh-huh. uh-huh. While well, y'all punk, really? Uh-huh. I run up and
1: stunt Silly, uh-huh. scared so you sent your little mans to come kill me, uh-huh. but on the contrary I packed the Mac Millie, squeezed off on them left the paramedics breathing soft on them What's your name? Who
2: shot you? ties like Sinatra uh-huh. Peruvians trying to do me in I ain't paid them yet, trying to put 700s, they ain't made them yet Rolex and bracelets, frost bit Rings 2, he's just on the way Call me Igloo Sticks
1: oh, Where you from? Brooklyn from. going out for all R-C-F-I You don't stop Best style You won't stop Big small shit at your drawers. Brooklyn represent y'all. Hit your forge, you crazy. Think a little bit of rhymes can play me. I'm from Marcy, I'm varsity City Chump, you J V. Joker
2: jay
1: Alright man, Blunt talk. We here talking playoffs. Eastern Conference. Very competitive. First weekend of games. Wizards and Hawks, that four or five. That was, that was a fun game. Well, this that, is a felt, that felt like a playoff game. People getting pushed around out there, complaining to the refs. Oh, man, I'm so bad Paul Millsap <laughs> talk, complaining about the MMA. Come on, man. You 6'8", 240 yourself. What Paul, you Paul Millsap, the, the, the third biggest player behind Dwight Howard <laughs> and Marcin Gortat in this whole series. I can't believe he got the nerve to be talking about that playing too rough. I like Gortat, man. <laughs> I like go, the Polish hammer. Yes, he sir. He don't play. I see him on that call. i like, nah, I like this guy a lot plays the right way with big man's supposed to play tough I don't give up no ground I'm here you're gonna do what you gotta do I'm gonna do what I gotta do that's the big man game in the NBA Paul Millsap stopped complaining But anyway back to the game Wizards I mean it was a solid game the first half but Wizards I mean the talent just overwhelmed them yeah you can see they had they just had the better players Atlanta's well coached they have about a, a eight deep rotation not a ton of noticeably better players great system Paul man. Millsap and Dennis Schroeder that's obviously their two big guns Outside of that, they're they're, they're more average. I would say the Wizards, adding Brandon Jennings, adding uh, Bogdanovich, they really strengthened their bench post-deadline. And John Wall has been turning up all year, putting everybody on notice. He's he's probably a top three-point guard in this league. John Wall finally combined that. That jumper, that pull-up jumper with that speed, that makes you unguardable. Like, as long as he hits that free throw line, you can't do nothing about that. And Bradley Beal, I feel, really came around with the consistency. Like, you always seen Bradley Beal, like, dang, that shot is nice. If only you dropped, like, he came that 20-a-game guy. Now he on that level. Like, he on that Ray Allen kind of tier where I'll give you 20 if you if you want to give it to me or not. He's like, healthy this year, too. It makes a ton of difference. Availability of is probably backups. your best ability. Right. That's true. And they got one of the best backcourts going, right? Like you said, they were healthy coming in. Nobody was really hurt for a while. The and forwards all. play real good. The Wizards is a scary team. And that's the question we got to ask. How far you see them going? From what we saw in this opening weekend, and we'll get into the uh, Boston-Chicago matchup, the Wizards look like the second best team in the East. I agree. I agree. Um, I think it's just a matter of the talent they have. They have, first of all, the backcourt, like we mentioned. You got pretty much... Like Jalen said, hustle and flow out there. You got John Wall, the speed, the pull up game, improved three point shot. I think he's shooting around thirty something percent for the year. That's 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 good enough for me. Bradley Bill, more of a knockdown shooter, knows how to score, put the ball in the basket. You set in the backcourt. Then your forwards is solid. Your front line is solid. You got Markeith Morris, who's a banger. He don't complain. He could do it all, whether it's turn around the post, pull up jumpers. He, he shoots threes and he catches oops the down low. a little bit of I everything. Mean, I mean, need... you need some versatile Sweet. forward. As good as John Wall moves the ball, if you got a forward that can play inside out, he's going to get his assist numbers. He might average 10 assists on this series. Right, because your pick and roll is devastating because when you're running with— Martian Gortat who rolls hard to the rim and can finish either hand, which I like Martian Gortat. Or oh, you running on Marquise Morris like a pick and pop. Bogdanovich comes off the bench, like you said, and he still got Otto Porter who turned into a forty five percent three point shoot on the outside. Hey, man, Kelly Oubre. Both their wings. Otto Porter this year has become a huge three point threat. But Kelly Oubre, I thought from the end of last year what I saw is he might start to snatch some of those minutes. He didn't have to snatch any of the minutes, and it didn't matter. They both got better. Because Otto Porter balled. They both got better. But we, what we all mentioned, athletes. They are. They got athletes up and down the board, and that's the thing. Because, I mean, when you look at the Hawks, who they playing right now, like Dennis Schroeder, a very good player. Can't Bazemore and Tim Hardaway Jr., they're more rotational players. They're right. good athletes, but they're not bringing it to John Wall and, and Bradley Beal. You waiting for Tim Hardaway to play the best games of his career, to match level that Bradley Beal and John Wall, are giving you every night, there. yeah, exactly. And that's, that's the problem for them. So I think the Wizards—they definitely wrapping this series up. I, I would say if everything goes according to plan, but like you said, second best team in the East, I could definitely see the way they made up going not only to the conference finals but actually making it a series, not being the easy out. Yeah, John Wall matches up real good with Kyrie, but that's still premature. Definitely, long long road ahead. Long road ahead, but. On to the top seed in the East, and um, we can just take this time real quick, you know. Moment of silence real quick for the loss. Respect to um, Isaiah Thomas. Yeah, I mean, some things are clearly bigger than basketball. Definitely. Isaiah Thomas is coming into this game. Boston worked hard, got that number one seed, advantage, home court advantage throughout the playoffs, ready to host their opening game in the playoffs. 24 hours before Isaiah Thomas' younger sister dies in a single car accident. Mm. And, you know, a heavy heart. Nobody would have questioned. And some people made this about rest and whatnot. Forget it. This is a question yeah, yeah. of, you know, do you need your time? And everybody, you watch, you watch Avery Bradley, you watch Brad State. Everyone told him, like, we're not expecting you to play, man. Do what you need to do. Right. right. And he just felt more comfortable showing up on the court. And he had a hell of a game. He did. He came out of a form. I don't know how you make this about rest or whatever. I don't know how you make anything about them what it is. Like, this is one of those times you can't play that hyperbole. Just tell the story how it is. But he showed out. He dropped 33. He really led his team. And it was a game the whole way down. But we mentioned this last episode, too. They were facing a lot of bad matchups at the bottom of the East. On those last six, seven, eight seasons, whichever one got out, they were facing a lot of bad matches for them. And they actually, I think, drew the worst one in the Bulls because the Bulls have experience. You got A ton a, of he, veterans on that team. A ton of vets that have won chips that have been in playoffs, and the Bulls are already a grinding team like you are. So it's not really... You won't outwork them too much. I mean, the playoffs I think would corrects all that stuff that you don't work on in the regular season. So I think the Bulls will be right there grinding with them, and then that experience like Rondo played on that floor, the best days of his yeah, career. You you wouldn't have known all the issues and turmoil behind the scenes going on in Chicago. The if way we, they played that game. game, nah, they looked like they were the higher seed. They came out, they looked real comfortable on the home floor. Dwayne Wade, I remember he got shut down for the season when they were like two games out of the playoffs. <laughs> I had no idea, for one, that he's back playing, but that okay, he's been coach. back for about two weeks. <laughs> oh, we in the playoffs, so I'm okay, coach. Yeah, he must have <laughs> dusted his tights off, he showed from up. He went planning vacation to planning workouts. What happened, man? I thought your elbow was broken. Ah, man. One of the things with the Celtics, two teams, they were looking at the trade deadline. They are looking at acquiring either Jimmy Butler from the Bulls or Paul George from the Pacers. Now, that's a two-pronged thing. Obviously, you bring in a star that's going to solidify your team. Because if you watch one of the issues yesterday, Jimmy Butler was the best player on the floor. As good as Isaiah Thomas is, the Celtics don't have a real star. They developed one. Isaiah Thomas having a a, a tremendous year. But Jimmy Butler, the same way Giannis was in the Raptors game, Jimmy Butler was the best player on the floor. Now, the reason I say the Celtics goofed on this one is not just because those guys aren't on their team. But because now you're playing against them in the playoffs, like you have a chance to weaken a team that you're fighting for dominance in your conference with, you take a star from them. You take a player from another team, that's great. You take a star from another team, you hurt them. You don't have a star, you don't go to the playoffs. What the Celtics did is tremendous. They got a bunch of perfect role players, and their coach just, he's, he's done a phenomenal job since he's got there. But they don't have that one transcendent guy. And if you would have had a Paul George or a Jimmy Butler on their team, the way we are talking about Washington could be a threat for the Cavs in the finals, I'd seriously take Boston as a threat. I don't see them as one right now. I, I agree with Um, I do think they have the they trans, the semi transcendent guy in Isaiah Thomas, but in today's league, he's not a two way player. And so that hurts you. And I actually look at I you mean, know, and it's not just going off this one game, but just how the team is constructed. I actually look at the Bulls as a bigger threat to the Cavs and the Celtics. Now, Isaiah Thomas could put points on the board. He will lead his team offensively. He'll make them happen. But that defense, he can't affect it as much. I mean, he can outdo the point guard position as much as he wants to, but he can't help the rest of his team play defense. And on the flip side, they got a lot of players that's inconsistent on offense. I mean, you got Al Horford and Isaiah Thomas, the only two people that showed up. Besides that, Marcus Smart, he had a couple threes, but he shot bad. Um Jay Crowder was shot bad. Jalen Brown, I mean, he's a rookie. He's a he rookie, his, yeah, He yeah. only made his only two shots. But, I mean, he's not really you can't going, You can't be relying on a, a 19-year-old player to come in and be the difference maker against a team who's got finals winners on it. Exactly. You got finals winners. You got finals MVPs. You got guys that led chip championship teams to multiple finals. So, it's hard to overcome that experience when you're already a team that has a clear weakness in that— you, you, your best player can't help you on defense. As good as a part and one of Boston's biggest strength, as good as their guards and perimeter defense is, they're going against two guys that you can slow down, but you're not really going to stop Jimmy Butler or Dwayne Wade. They can do what they want. And then Rajon Rondo, while he's not a shooter, so Isaiah Thomas doesn't have to worry about having a taller guard shoot over the top of him, he's got all types of angles, down low into Robin Lopez, or out to the wing, where he can just get those off because his wingspan's like, and he's got an additional seven inches of reach on you. It also helps that Bobby Portis started to knock down threes. Yes, Bobby Portis Mm -hmm. playing inside out yesterday, true stretch four. Changed the game. Hitting threes and crashing boards, I love it. You know what's crazy? Because he's always been a rebounder, but him hitting that... Miratis didn't even show up on his usual shots and then Dwayne Wade didn't play that. So And, and they still won. I mean, it came down to free throws towards the end, but they but had like a six-point lead. With, with, with some time inside yeah. the last minute and then the Celtics had a furious rally to yeah, close the game to, to even make it look but closer than it was. Salute to IT for going out there. Like, that was that was big time. That was... Words can't describe that, but um, as far as the series goes, they in for a tough battle. It's going to be a tough battle against the Bulls. The Bulls are not going to go quietly. Predictions? Right now, I'm feeling the Bulls in six. I think they're going to upset, like, Denver Nuggets when Mutombo was there back in the day. What you saying? I was going to go Bulls and six, but since you said it, <laughs> now I'm going to have to staunchly flip. You know what? I think the the Celtics are, are completely okay. Uh, none of those issues we previously mentioned. Do I actually mean and the Celtics are gonna sweep the next four games?
0: And we don't stress a thirty-eight till it free your chest and PP on the PO's desk. some J C in a blowout press. Relate me to your blowouts best. Can hate me, her remote your death from HD, causing photo death My AC and freeze gotta hold your breath from eight feet. When I hold this tech, protect me from the local threats. My ID said my eye don't rest, my IV qualify T-Rex society. Kept my IQ Vex deny me from my IV school, applying me to the street. I slept, I quietly had the whole list tool, reminding me of the like I rep the turf I stepped the church In the earth I bless the first I guess the alert Was the murk I chef it hurts To flirt with perks Of a t- confess Disperse the worst The first 48 address the search and loss A verse of the birth I nest the uh The awe uh, the curse Of opposing sense The good the flaws The pain to reverse What's left <laughs> Me no conversate With the fake That part All my Is
1: independent That part I just want the Paper That part All my b- Flavor, that part, that part, that part, that part, hey. All right, we had mentioned the Eastern Conference. We got some compelling matchups over there, some early upsets. Let's talk about the West. Let's talk about it. Let's start with the upset, man. We're in the Western Conference playoffs. You got the LA Clippers who year after year just seems like something, when it's finally meant to go right for them, something goes wrong. Usually it's an injury. You know, sometimes it's like a late play where they goof up. You know, this time you got the Utah Jazz, who have been a really good team all year. They were getting close last year, added a few veterans, Boris Diaw, George Hill, Joe Johnson. One of those veterans yesterday just made a clutch play with, like, three seconds left. Nothing you could do about it. Clippers lose game one. Iso Joe came up big. I think the Jazz won that game instead of Clippers losing it, though. A lot of, a lot of folks saying the Clippers lost it. What does it say about the Clippers? I think the Jazz won that game. They got a little bit of a, like a Tony Romo aura about them where right. if something does go wrong down the stretch, the you just blame. blame Yeah, you blame them. Sometimes, give credit where it's due. Right. Joe Johnson, with no time left, just decided, okay, I'm going to make this play before Doc Rivers could call anything or right. stop they it. They didn't call no timeout. They went straight off the bucket and, and took it up the court, and he just hit a tough shot. As far as the rest of the series, still have faith in the Clippers. I, I like the Clippers. I wouldn't be shocked if they lost, especially if Rudy Gobert has to miss more than another game. That's the bigger thing. The, the Clippers are playing against the Jazz. You know, they want to start off strong, get this W. Rudy Gobert goes down in the first 18 seconds. Their yeah. confidence should have been at an all-time high. And instead, the Jazz kind of rallied behind it. I think the opposite happened, right? The Jazz yeah, rallied, they rally, they rallied behind it. They had a sense of hunger. And, and you kind of get when something goes wrong that quick in the Jazz case— you get a that fear like failure just goes away. Oh, what else could happen kind of thing. So, yeah, that's, that's kind of how I feel like Milwaukee uh, approached their, their situation. And it makes Like, sense, well, right. you know, we might as well just go for it then. It makes sense. The vet was the one to step up. I don't know how many times he's going to get 21 from Joe Johnson. I, even as good as he's been fitting into there, he ain't been that guy this year. Hey, On, ISO Joe today and tomorrow and, and, and for the rest of the playoffs, I hope. <laughs> I see ISO Joe ISO for eight points. So you know that could happen, and then on top of that, I don't think J.J. Reddick and Jamal Crawford is going to play like that either. I think on a, on most given games, you're going to see them combine for thirty thirty five points. Yeah, obviously, Jamal Crawford, if his offense isn't there, he's still going to not be great defensively. So his game's kind of limited. If J.J. Reddick is not hitting shots, at least he's playing defense. JJ but a he, bad game. there's not going to be many games where he's not hitting shots, especially you got Chris Paul, the best setup man in the business. Hand, hand delivering pizzas to your chest, and you can't even, you know, just goofing them up. Blake and CP had 25 apiece. So, as long as they do that, JJ finds his game, they get another guy, Jamal, somebody to chip in, they'll be all right. That, that just goes back to the talent discussion. I think the Clippers have too much talent, and I think right. they're, they're going to end up pro pull, Especially with Rudy's questionable. Derek Favors stepped up in his absence, but I think the Jazz, they, they'll they be a tough out. I don't think it's going to be blowouts, but I think the Clips are going to be able to pull it out. Yeah, they just got too much. And uh, on to the 2 7 matchup, the yearly meeting. <laughs> right? We, <laughs> we got Spurs Grizzlies every year. Every year. I feel like we always see this, but this was the best Spurs Grizzlies game yet. Yeah, for like 34 minutes. Right, two and a half quarters. First of all, Mike Conley and Mark Gasol came out the gates like I didn't know who you was. <laughs> I even know I even know the Grizzly could score like that. He's trying to justify that contract. What you mean? See, he's seen his brother. He said brother love could wait. Now you saw Tony Parker, <laughs> oh, <laughs> eyes lit up. Tony Parker, man. Tony Parker turned back the clock and was finishing the paint like nobody's business. But let's talk about the man, Kawhi Leonard. That efficiency was so scary. Eleven different, for fourteen, different, different breed, man. Eleven for fourteen. Nine for nine from the free throw line. And if you watch his shots, too, it's not like he just taking layups and threes. It's mid-range jumpers, post fadeaways. He had the quietest nine or 11 points in the first quarter I ever seen. I seen him hit a jumper. It's like, oh, yeah, he's 4-4. Four for four. When? <laughs> when? When? But the the smoothness is amazing. I think Kawhi Leonard is one of my favorite players in the league just because how smooth he plays. I mean, he just had the great combination. I feel like I see what Popovich saw in him. You had the right body type. Right, athleticism, like you a solid guy. Like They say they say he's real coachable too, and you can see it because he might have had the physical tools, but he went from, wow, this guy's good. He's gonna be an all-star to, okay, how many years until he's top three? And, and there was a moment in the in, in this playoff game where he showed his coachability. I remember it, it had to be end of the first, he made a turnover. He tried to force it, he got the ball back at the end of the clock, had to make something happen, tried to force it, had a turnover. Grizz came back, converted on the turnover scored. Timeout quick, jog uh, right to the huddle, boom, boom, boom. I don't think you've seen a play like that for the rest of the game. If you watch, uh, first thing he do, he come over, sits down, around the clipboard. So I've seen Paul Gasol, I've seen Manu Ginobili, different guys that grab that clipboard, and Popovich don't have to, which is dope. I wish the Knicks barely got a coach now. I wish we had player coaches. But Kawhi Leonard, he doesn't even have to talk in the huddle. He can just absorb knowledge from. He's he like a good. He's he like a good boxer. He looks like a good boxer, man. He can do all from the champions to Go back around. to the corner and start shaking his head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Go round, Man, Spurs are going to be tough. Spurs are going to be tough. i love to see their march through the playoffs. It's going to be great. Yeah, I, th- I think this is going to be a sweep. I don't see much in this series. I'm happy Vince Carter is still throwing out dunks in playoff games after 20 seasons. That was nice to see. Yeah, shout out I'm to I'm going to give the Grizz more credit than that. Marcus Shaw. Is out there. Mike Conley's out there. They played spectacular. Zebo. if they get a little more help, they got a bunch of young guys on them. But they you know, get Tony Allen was out too. Zebo had a Tony no, Allen was no, out no, and Zebo had a Allen bad game. Zebo Zebo had a real bad game. it right. so it's sure. gonna be closer, but I, I still I see sweep on this one. I, I think they're gonna take one on home, but it ain't gonna be much. Um, but that's the first two series. When we come back, we're gonna talk a little about that Dubs Blazers tilt and the match that we've been waiting for the MVP showdown. Let's talk about it. let
2: better do the job and roll up and watch how we roll up and I can't control it, can't hope it is so nerds. I take a sip of that yak, I wanna. I take the hit of that. It got me stuck, but really what's amazing is how I keep blazing. Towel under the door, I'm smoking to the days Buff up the past, don't f*** up rotation. Hypnotic for Henny, that that's a chaser. Turn none to some left hip and that's a savior. Best things like wing left hip and get your paper. High off the ground instead of sky sway for cool out, thinking we local. Come on homie, we major. We, we, we major? Come on homie, we major. We major? On, homie, you, come on homie, we major, we major. Come on, homie, we major, we major, come on, homie, we major. I heard the beat and I ain't know what to write. First line, should it be about the h for the ice? Four foes of black Christ, both flows would be nice. Rap about big paper on the black man plight At the studio console, ask my man to the right What this verse sound like, should I freestyle or write He said Nas nah, with the fans when it's ill, Maddox still Look at the pad and pencil and jot it what I feel Been like 12 years since it first sign Now I'm a free agent and I'm thinking it's time To build my very own Motown 'Cause rappers be deprived of executive nine to fives, and it hurts to see these companies be stealing the life. And I love to give my blood, sweat, and tears to the mic. So y'all copped the LPs and y'all fiends got dealt. I'm Jesse Jackson on the balcony when King got killed. I survived the loudest s- round, lasted longer than more than half of you clowns. Look, I used to cook before I had the game took. Either way, my change came like Sam book yeah you yeah, yeah, yeah. feeling better than I ever felt before today But better way than never teach orientation Still we can make it better throwing all your cares away
1: Western Conference Playoffs. We already touched on Jazz over the Clippers and Spurs over the Grizzlies on this opening weekend. Let's talk about that one-eight man. Let's the Warriors Splash Brothers versus Dame and CJ McCollum. First of all, CJ McCollum played his ass off. Go oh, ahead. Yeah. I remember I kind of made the note about him like, as great as you are offensively, you only such and such. I'll shut the hell up. <laughs> he played amazing. He played a good game. I was surprised when they showed that little chart. He had 27 in the first half. Yeah. Most by Blazer in the first half since Lamarcus Aldridge and Bonzi Wells on that list. Shout out to Bonzi Bonzi Wells. Wells. Right. But it was a cold 27-2. He pulled out the repertoire. It was floaters. It was step-back jumpers. It was pull-up threes right in your mouth. And you know what's funny? I noticed still ever since that finals. People look for that switch on Steph, uh, Steph off a of clip, and clay. they attack that. Yeah, so. I saw that a lot because when when they were getting not when they were not getting the switch, and he'd hand off to Dame, Dame was taking it at Steph too. Right, as the, good as Steph Curry is, and we know, like we know, we know, You don't need to sell it to me. We get it. This dude just won two MVPs. He's got no smoke for these elite point guards on the offense. No, no, not on defense. I, I, it goes through. So I mean, it's not too, He's not, not too a different. little smaller. He's a little smaller. But yeah, it got a little more built-in excuse. But you know what cracks me up about Steph? He plays some real fundamental defense. The hands is up, waving, feet moving, all active. The time. They fundamental, but um, yeah, they went right at stuff. But it's just the case the Warriors got platoons, man. I mean, they sub people out and still like their be- yeah, that bench is that bench is worthy of an eight seed itself. Right. Let's like, who are we playing? We playing two teams at once. And that Kevin Durant turned into the Dikembe Mutombo, and Draymond Green was. <laughs> Sitting next to Draymond play the Ken as well. Yeah, two. And it was like they, they won by like 12, 14, and that's what Klay Thompson's shooting terrible in the second half. So question is will the Blazers take one? Two maybe? I think if like Mo Harkless or uh Al uh has a twenty plus point game, that's their only chance of stealing one. The only thing is Alan Crab. I don't think Alan Crabbe is gonna do it. He's, he's probably he a better shooter. He yeah, he's probably a better times. shooter. But I, Evan Turner is the guy. I think. Nah, mm-mm. it's it's not Evan Turner <laughs> to me, man. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no man. no disrespect to Evan Turner, but that's, <laughs> that's it's gonna be not. it's gotta be one of those wings. Pick another one out the hat. It's gotta be one of those wings, and it's gotta be a ton of points. Like they just get hot for the outside because they're not gonna drive against the Warriors' wings. The Warriors. JaVale McGee is probably their best defensive center. Well, Probably. He is their best defensive center. He was hustle center. man of the year last game. I tell you, he was all up and down the court. Them guards not going to score 75 that, that, in the game. That's the issue. It's, that's why it has to be one of the wings. And they're only going to have one game where they can get hot because they're not hot from the outside. That's, that's just not their game. Ah, <sighs> ah, Warriors, Warriors. Yeah. And the last matchup, to preview, I thought it was actually going to be the most entertaining. Uh, we might have to wait for that. But the MVP showdown, Harden-Westbrook, Rockets-Thunder. What'd you see? I, I saw, and this bears no weight on the MVP discussion. I saw what we knew already. The Rockets have a much better team. Right. Just, just look at James. James, We mentioned this off the air earlier. James Harden, when he's coming down, has all the space in the world. <laughs> he's dribbling down of the court, course. and once he crosses half, half court, shooter to the left, shooter to the right, shooter in the corner, and Clint Capella. You can't leave none of the other people. So he literally has the whole court. The, the center is not even under the rim. So he literally has the whole court. It's like, man. And God forbid you switch on a screen. He had a Nez Cancer out there lost. Oh, man. Somebody get that man a map. Somebody get that man a mop because he done got all kinds of juices all on the floor, sweating like that. He was nervous when he seen James Harden mop that up. That's why they got the mop boys out there. Speaking of getting mopped up, I hope the Thunder (laughs) don't get mopped up. I hope they don't. Yeah, Russ is really going one-on-five. That's that, and a little bit. To any, if anything, that's almost reaffirmation to me that he is the most valuable player. Is him against the Rockets? It's quite literally Russell Westbrook and like a group of ragtag power forwards because that's <laughs> <laughs> that's what he's got with him. Is it, Russell Westbrook is Russ and the rest of the rascals or something? Yeah, like that. <laughs> come <laughs> he, on, guys, let's he, do he, it. He shows up with the Howlin' Commandos. It's him, Inez Cantor, Stephen Adams, and Taj Gibson. It's like Thunderstruck Part Two, but the kids ain't still the talent. Come on, man. Nah, the GM stole the talent with a terrible job mismanaging Thunder into the ground. Man, we gotta throw this caveat in here, man. I mean, it's been mentioned before, but if, if all you this just, praise if you just kept Sam Harden Presti. KD and Russell Westbrook on the same team, how great is you if you got three of the best players in the league now? on your team already. You literally have bird rights. You could have gave them all max contracts and said we'll deal with the consequences later cuz we'll have the greatest show on the court. And they and they gave up our Harden prematurely too. Prematurely for who? Kendrick Perkins and Serge Ibaka. You wanted to pay them a combined 20 million or whatever you gave them. Kendrick Perkins, who was a glorified goon back then. I'm okay. I ain't going to talk about it. <laughs> I hope Russ wins a few games, though. I really do. I don't yeah, want to see him go out. I, that's my prediction on that series. I'm I'm going five for the Rockets just being a better team. And Russell Westbrook not getting swept. He don't have it in him. I don't see it. We shall see. So that's our playoff uh, analysis through that opening weekend. Obviously, we got games going on tonight. Cavs look to have handed the uh, Pacers a loss. Grizzlies and Spurs are going at it a little later. We'll have more later on in the week.
2: Coochie down to the socks like I'm Biggie Papa. Baby. Keep your girl <laughs> in my Tommy boxes. But when it doubts, she is it. Cause she knows the frickin' stock ain't plenty dough. She don't get nothing from a knockout. But she get as hard get some cherry out. Kinda send it out, but I never count. I put them in a park with the penny left. No tin on my window. So you see, and see, it's not in enough ends out. Got me feeling like Jim Jones, I'm a p***h oh. out, no out couldn't copy my style in Kinko's, put in work, run up on the yeah. then I put them in the dirt, run up in the buildings, run up in the buildings, Get build yeah, when they
0: getting on my nerves, yeah. I ain't lying. Like- yeah
1: quick update on the news front uh eli involved in a memorabilia fraud lawsuit it's kind of interesting eli i think it's one of those things that got blown out of proportion though i actually just reading the story if you don't know the details are they got court documents somebody filed a lawsuit they got court documents that shows eli at one point being asked for gear from his manage, ma- marketing partner. Yeah, his marketing partner reached out to him to uh, acquire some game-worn uh, helmet and jersey. He has a deal with Stoner Sports. I guess that's where this was going out through. Right. So apparently he reached out to Joe Skiba, that's the Giants uh, equipment, equipment, manager. Uh, equipment manager, and asked him directly... First, first interesting thing of is he tweeted from an AOL account like that's goofy and expected that Eli Manning to still be using AOL's email, but that's probably why they got them damn emails. But yeah, so he reached out to the equipment manager for some stuff that looks like it could be game one, you know? Oh, Eli Manning trying to pull a fast one. I think for, it was a case of oh, I didn't know I couldn't do that. Yeah, you know, I kind of, I kind of hope it is more sinister because he's not going to actually get in trouble without impacting anything on the football field. But Actually, the, thought, the thought that Eli Manning might be like Kaiser Soze is entertaining to me. That was the other side, though. NFL is considering punishment. Even without legal, any legal decision, they're considering punishment in this case. I rescind but my previous statement. I don't think it was a sinister thing. I think it was more of a case of Eli eli really being that whatever kind of guy. Like, okay, you know, it goes, it goes kind of thing. I didn't know I couldn't do that. I ain't explicitly mean to cheat y'all. I was like, yeah, get the man some Game use equipment. Do what you got to do. Yeah, that, that's it. that's significantly more likely. Bro. I'm going to sit on my couch. Do what you got to do. That's what. It yeah, felt pretty like pretty to me. much. My, my marketing manager is reaching out to me. I'm not trying to Manage. man this. <laughs> Let me reach out to the equipment manager. Be like, yo, y'all link up. Right. We I'm take, gonna text you. You text take care him. of this. Handle that. That's really what you should have said, Eli. Just so you have plausible deniability. I got you. Word. And everybody that really cares about this, let's not get deflated footballs. Come on now. Yeah. On some other news. Playoff hockey, local team, New York Rangers. Great performance, game one on the road in Montreal to steal a game. Comes back Friday night in Montreal. Game goes to overtime, losing heartbreaking loss. man four three. Tough loss, you know. So there goes your your home. You still you still took one. So if you go home and win the game, you can still maintain home ice advantage. And of course, as we've seen recently. The Rangers can't win the Garden anymore. They've lost six consecutive get games at MSG. Because for some reason, the effort is just worse. They get bullied out there. They're not playing physical. They can't score any goals. It's just almost as if the pressure in New York is getting to them. That pressure is supposed to be getting to the road team, not you. <laughs> I mean, it's that and we're facing the same problem we always face with lack of scoring. Um, look at game game two. What was that? Friday game two. Game two was three three though. Fifty four saves. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Fifty four saves. That should win you a game. I shouldn't get shot at that much. Tell you the truth. It, but I, like you know, they don't have anybody standing up in front of mucking it up, so where guys can't get comfortable in the offensive zone and just fire away. And, Some of those are gonna go in. It's just straight up. Henrik Lundqvist as good as he is. You're not going to turn back everything. Right. As good as he is, though, on the flip side, you can't let teams just dance on you and control the puck. Because you know what that says? The last two games, what happened is you had Montreal skill players controlling that puck and doing what they wanted. If I get to fire 70 shots at you, I'm going to score. If they all they have to do is score two goals, if they're controlling the puck that long, you're not gonna have a chance to make it up. And then we can't we not an offensive juggernaut like that, haven't been for a while. So it's it's a bad situation. If you're gonna have a team like we are, which we built for speed, should be toughness, defense and with a great goaltender. You got to be able to control the puck or at least disrupt play. You can't let them just set up in your zone and start dumping at the puck, which is what they did the last McDonough's got to be better. Crider's got to be better. I'm not putting a ton of this on the young guys. Listen, also on the defense. Defensive yeah, captains lead the way. Tell them where they got to be. Rick Nash, whenever you want to, show up. I'm just saying. I'm about to stop waiting for that guy. <laughs> All right. But that, unfortunately, that's the hockey news, Rangers news right now. But game four, do we have a date on that? Game four will be at Madison Square Garden Tuesday. We'll have some uh, bonus coverage. Check the social uh, feeds, Instagram, Twitter, at our commentary. All right, let's go, Rangers. Let's hold it down, baby. In other news, we got MLB, more specifically Yankees news. A little better note for the city. What a difference a week makes. Seven in a row. Quick update on their way to eight. Yeah, Yankees well on their way to eight right now. It's top nine, one out. They're up 7-3 on the White Sox. They've been rolling recently. Pitching has, has settled in the form, but the best— is that That's thanks to Austin sign. Romine? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Austin Romine apparently frames pitches better than Gary Sanchez. That has right. to be it. That was my that, question. Gary Sanchez <laughs> came up for his bat, but hey, man. Hey, speaking of bats, Greg Bird was slumping, and even through the first few games of his win streak, slumping. He's having a party now. He's got two three-round bombs in the past two games. Him, Aaron Hicks, had a home run the yeah, other day. Aaron Hicks had a huge game last week, home run from both sides of the plate, and, and a 3-2 win. Where Luis Severino Looked really good 11 strikeouts Of course you got Aaron Judge Still smashing Yeah the other Aaron And then Ronaldo Ron, Ronald Torres I'm about to say Ronaldo Yeah you got Ronaldo Now Yankee money baby. Talk to <laughs> But me. he's out here Slapping 10 RBIs And 11 RBIs All 5, all five for 6 of him Right 4 for 4 With like 5 RBIs <laughs> I think I think Matt Holliday doing a great job being assistant coach. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he actually had a smash today. Was yeah, he had a three-round bomb himself right. in today's game. But um Yankees looking good. Baby bombers keep working. Um we just got a young team. The pitching is coming around, Pineda Severino. Um Tanaka, of course, hopefully just keeps leading that staff and good things are happening. Let's keep it going. But that was a quick Yankees update. And now on to the dreaded Knicks. <laughs> We want for something so jubilant and early wins for a young baseball team to somehow the Knicks being newsworthy when the season's over. I just don't get it. I don't, I don't know. T- how, how you got so many headlines when you're not even smelling the playoffs? We had, all right, so it's supposed to be an exit interview between Carmelo and Anthony I was about to say just run them down, give that them the was, that was, That was the whole, you know, that was the whole focus going into the, the closing of the season because we want to know what the direction is going to be. Which one you want first, the bad news or the bad news? I'll take the bad news. All right. Bad news. This might be a little extra foresight, but I think it's a safe thing to worry about. KP doesn't seem like a lock to stay in New York anymore. And why would he want to stay? I mean, he gets pulled up. Let's just start from our fault. Let's 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 put some let's put some onus on the fans. Go ahead, tell him. Shows up, we boo him roundly. And he turns around by playing very good a rookie year and earning our applause, which I mean we ain't had to boo him, but okay. So he came around. Started enjoying enjoy the New York City life. He's got, you know, Carmelo Anthony working out in his gym. He gets his apartment right by Terminal 23. That's his man. He's, he's, he's all in. He's all in on this city in the culture for this franchise. And instead, he just watches the team president constantly take shots at the best player on the team, make a bunch of puzzling moves, and then disappear off the media's radar. He don't say anything to the team. They got an assistant coach in there who's really just there by the uh, president to undermine everything the head coach is saying. Like, he, he's frustrated and rightfully so. The crazy part is I actually stood on the limb and I said, you know what? Maybe it's the media because Phil don't talk that much. But on the flip side, every time you do talk. <laughs> he gave us an hour. He gave us a whole <laughs> hour. He just he just kind of let it fly. And you're like, you know what? I appreciate the honesty, but you're kind of a jerk. Kind of. <laughs> and, and the thing I love is the revisionist history. Because what is the statement about Mello? He says we can't win with him here. I think there was a key stat graphic that we should put up for y'all. But since Phil came there, they haven't won. That yeah, it all it all kind of went to hell from when he Before showed up. Before Phil got there, the winning percentage was actually over 50%. You made the playoffs two out of the last three years. So really, you can't say that, Phil, without pointing the blame at yourself. That's one. But on top of that, so KP's not a sure bet because I think KP did a fabulous thing in standing up for his teammate. Like, you can't drag him through the mud because I think what we see in here is that Melo was the de facto leader the whole time. Even, even the uh, NBA Players Association came out and they made a perfect statement. Hey, if players can't make public in the media... Their desire to want to leave a team and go play elsewhere because they'll get fined you can't patronize and badger them until they leave right yeah back. you you can't talk about them leaving openly but I think Phil's trying to just get fired so he get paid if he want if he could he would get up and get up and quit and still get paid I think he would have did it already how do you not get fired when uh uh your your team he's directly involved in putting this team together the Knicks are currently having an an active rebellion they' they're having a mutiny. He Over got, the triangle offense. The team is is just done. They're fed up with it. He got the only contract worse than Joe Kim Noah. That's <laughs> the problem. I mean, you know, keep it blunt. That's what we do here. Phil just needs to—you was a genius introducing psychology and personality management back in the 90s. But remember two things. One, you had the perfect knife to sharpen a sword in Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen. That's one. And two, with that, all you had to do was keep everybody chill. You had players that could execute and play the game. So Shaq said it. Kobe said it. They all said it. You was a people personality manager. Yeah, he he managed the ego of big stars. And from everything I've seen, Melo's ego hasn't really gotten in the way of them being good. But one thing I can say, and I don't want to disparage – like you were saying, what Phil had to work with. I don't want to disparage his coaching career because he worked with some great players and they didn't win before he got there. So that's on him. So that's that's on him. But he's not a coach now. So you got to do something different, man. If you want to coach the team, then coach the team. You can't hire coaches that don't want to run your stuff and then install like a shadow coach to run it. And the team's not responding to it. Right. Clearly something's wrong. For somebody that was so good and so in tune with how to manage people, he, He's so, he's so tone the deaf opposite right now. Right he's now. so attitude. He's doing right exactly now. the opposite. And that's what made you a 11-time championship coach because you know how to take Hall of Fame caliber players and say, hey, work together. The fact that Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, and Dennis Robin never talked to each other off the court, but somehow they made it work with you, that was a great job. Made it work six times. Why don't you go manage people in that same way now? But you really just trying to push people in your own direction that you want them to go. Like, listen, offense is coming all shapes and sizes in today's game. It's more wide open. It's more spread. You don't have to slow the game down to a crawl to win no more. You really can't. Because the big man is not the same big man was before. It's not no slow-footed Luke Longley. That's not your average center no more. Muscala hitting jab steps (laughs) on the three-point line and driving and dunking. And that's 17th, 18th best center in the league, maybe. Phil Jackson seeing film on Frank Kaminsky, like, now what the hell is this? (laughs) Like, Right, like you so out of touch. And it's just like the arrogance is what kills it because, all right. He's almost reaffirming to us, but in a confident way that he has no idea what he's doing. Like, imagine someone constantly making all the wrong moves and then saying, I told you so. I mean, really, Phil should just sit back and relax because really all he's doing is is destroying his own legacy. Because more and more, the more you act up like this, Phil, the more people like myself is going to be like, well, that's why you had Michael Jordan. That's why you had Kobe I've already seen the shift. That's why you had Shaq. More people are starting to back off. You know, and Carmelo's clearly a flawed player. The Knicks roster is clearly flawed, but it's put together by him. And you're starting to look at it and be like, you know what? Maybe it's Phil's fault. I can't even call Mello a flawed player anymore. He's in a flawed culture, team, what have you. Because let me tell you something. Every player's got their flaws and the right system. Of course. Carmelo Anthony's a way more of an asset than he is a detriment. In the right place where people are not trying to build against him or build around him, he would probably flourish. I think if you simply just put a team, like, all right, let me see what you got. All right, let me put a real team around you and support you, you be all right. But I don't know, man. Phil got the whole city going crazy. You might be you might be public enemy number one in New York. Not even Dolan no more. Maybe that's why you there, that's, you're that's the flexion. That's why shield. Dolan's keeping him there. You the yeah, agent off. shield right now. Just keep him off me. <laughs> man, it's tough. Even even when we got all these other beautiful, uh, competitive, compelling storylines in sports to talk about. Knicks we Snatch still, headlines. Still got to hear about the Knicks. It works man. to the Cowboys right now. <sighs> that's that's it for Blunt Talk episode 11, man. Hopefully, we could just keep talking about these competitive games. And I don't have to hear anything about, you know, open mutinies and long summers in Latvia. Can, can't we all just get along? It's going to be a long summer in Latvia. Shout out to KP. Phil, we would love to have you. Talk to us. I won't even misconstrue your thoughts. I'll just tell you exactly what you told me. But anyway, that is Blunt Talk. That's what we got. Episode 11. Episode 11 signing off. It's Doc J's Joey. I'm going to go practice some transcendental meditation and see if I can convince Phil to run a pick and roll. Y'all yeah, be cool. And this is Jordan, a.k.a. The Water Boy. And word to Kendrick Lamar, going to make it levitate. Peace.
0: You eyes this. Drugs won't get you eyes this. Fame won't get you eyes this. Chains won't get you eyes this. Juice won't get you eyes this. Crew won't get you eyes this. Hate won't get you eyes this. Levitate, 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 bump. Uh. Love won't get you high of this. Drugs won't get you high of this. Pain won't get you high of this. Chains won't get you high of this. Juice won't get you high of this. Levitate, 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 levitate. Life won't get you high like this here. No. He won't get you high like this here. No. She won't get you high like this here. No. For free won't get you high like this here. No. Two keys won't get you high. No, no, no. Bentleys won't get you high like no.